Welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. From piecing to quilting and everything in between, this podcast brings you tips and techniques from the experts and fun stories from quilters just like you. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. I'm Ashley Huff, Managing Editor at National Quilter Circle. So I have been quilting and sewing for a number of years now. My mom taught me how to sew at a very young age, and I have been on and off in front of the sewing machine pretty much ever since then. So one of my favorite things to do on the Quilter Circle podcast is find out how other people got into quilting and sewing. Who taught them if they remember the very first time they were in front of a sewing machine uh, and just hear about how they started in quilting and sewing and now where they've gone with it. So today our special guest is Annabelle Wrigley, who actually teaches young kids how to quilt and sew. So we're going to hear from her about how she got into quilting, how she got into teaching others to quilt, and sort of where she's taken it from there. So as with every episode with this Quilter Circle podcast, we just love to connect with others who have a shared similar interest, obviously, in quilting and sewing, and those who love to share their passion with others. So Annabelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So can we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm an Australian. I've been living in Virginia for about, how old is my son? He's 19. No, he's 20. So I've been here for about 18 years and Uh um, I've been teaching children how to sew for the last like 12 years and I'm just taking a little break. I did have to close the studio partly because of COVID um, but also um, moving and I've just been kind of focusing on making quilts or yeah. whatever my version of a quilt is. I'd probably say that I'm more of a, ma- I'm just a maker of things rather than saying I'm one specific thing. But I'm just, I sewing is really my thing. So yeah. that's like my jam, what I love to Perfect. do. Yeah. Perfect. Well, first of all, well, I love your accent, by Thank the way. You. Um, so what brought you here? What brought you out of Australia? Um, so... Our kids were really little. I have a son and a daughter, Oliver and Ruby, and Mm -hmm. our kids were super little and we just wanted a bit of an adventure. My husband's Australian as well. So we thought he got offered a job over here and we just thought we'd come for a couple of years and have an adventure. And we're still here, you know, 17, 18 years later. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. You kind of put down roots and then, you know. You just stay put. You just stay put. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like it, why leave? It's true. Yes. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, so you teach kids yeah. sewing and quilting. Did you start off with your own kids, or that's really you- that's really how I got started um, teaching kids? Because if you would have ever asked me in the past if that would be something that I would want to do, I would say, "What? No, <laughs> why would I do that?" But um, uh-huh. I started it when my daughter. I I was sewing. Uh, so if I if I go back a little bit. Um, so I, I didn't have a, um, work permit for quite a long time. And so I was sewing a lot of stuff for my daughter and I was really just, you know, just making all the time. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have, you know, I was pretty new to the country. And, Mm -hmm. and so I had had a little children's label in Sydney. And so I just was continuing to sew and make things for my daughter. As she got a bit older, she started sort of showing a lot of interest in what I was doing and wanting to participate. Uh, Mm -hmm. so she was probably, she was probably like six or seven when she started really getting interested in what I was doing. And so I started teaching her and then, you know, a few of her friends and it really just started that way, just from teaching her and her friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and then 
and then it kind of grew from there. So I never really ever had to advertise um, with the business. It just kind of grew organically over the years and yeah. um, and probably in my this sort of my finishing up my teaching for 2019 into 2020, um, I was probably teaching maybe like 70 kids a week. Um, oh, wow. So, so it kind of grew and grew and grew and as it grew, you know, I moved, I was in like the front, little front room of my house and then we renovated our garage and made that, that became my studio and I taught out of there and then, you know, as it grew and grew, I went into bigger spaces and bigger spaces and bigger spaces until now it's kind of full circle and I'm back in my <laughs> garage studio. <laughs> Whatever works. You Whatever, know. <laughs> it totally works for me. It's very cozy. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. Well, so I, I have a three-year-old and a four-month-old, almost five-month-old now, both boys, but I'm still going to teach them how to sew and quilt. Yeah. So how do you even get started? What is the first project? Is it hand sewing only? Is there something sort of what's your, your process? I'm more of a jump right in with the sewing machine person. That's just Mm -hmm. me. That's how I've always taught. Um, and so what, for me, like teaching other people's kids, my, you know, I won't do, teach anyone under seven. I did used mm-hmm. to teach um, six-year-olds, but just, you know, when I had a group of them, unless I could have one person per child, it was really oh, scary. Yeah. It was really yeah. scary. Um, and we had one little finger incident. So that's when six, no more six. Seven, mm-hmm. I, yeah. seven okay. I think there's, um, they just develop a much better concentration and ability to sort of take instruction. And so we basically start with um, practicing. And I know a lot of people just practice without a threaded machine just on paper. I just, that's just a genius idea, but I've never done that myself. I Maybe it's because I'm impatient. I don't know. But I <laughs> I basically start off with like an overview of the sewing machine and I talk a lot about the sewing machine. We do a lot of practice threading. Um, mm-hmm. We learn about safety. And then um, I give them just a, a piece of like a cotton canvas that mm-hmm. I have lines, all kinds of lines drawn all over. Um, yeah. So I do a lot of straight lines. So I'll make them do, say, so five stra- of this, uh, five straight lines, and they have to stay on the line. And then the next five lines, I have them do, you know, like I call it edge of the foot on the edge of the fabric. So edge of the mm-hmm. presser foot on the edge of the fabric for seam allowance. I have them do edge of the presser foot on the edge of the line mm-hmm. to practice that. And then, and it's really great because they don't realize that they're getting better and better. Every line is better. Every line is oh, yeah. better. The confidence yeah. is growing. They're terrified at the beginning. At the end of an hour, they're like, what was I even afraid of? And then we yeah. do zigzags just to learn how to um, turn, um, to, you know, needle down and turn. And then um, we do that for half the class. The classes are normally two hours. And then for the other half, um, we just would always just make either, you know, like a, a little nut, sort of a um, like a nine-strip pillow or a, mm-hmm. a little crossbody bag, super simple. Yeah. Um, but we always use, incorporate that piece of canvas um, into the project oh, yeah. so that it becomes either part of the lining of the bag or it becomes the backing of a pillow. And the idea of it is like, this is your very first thing that you ever sewed and we're going to put it into the first item that you sew. And then that's like a really special thing that you'll have forever or 
that the, yeah. the mums will have forever. So, right. so usually that's how I start. And then once, once they've completed that, they're either going to know, yes, I really like this or no, I hated that. And then I, I would, I would do workshops and they would come back and um, do sort of more, more difficult projects. But I usually like to just throw them in because I think at that age they learn really quickly and and I almost think there's a little bit less fear sometimes that totally. maybe not that's maybe not always good but but helps them you know get into it more. Yeah, totally. I agree. And if you have a machine that has a really great speed control, I think that is a really good thing because that's just the scary thing. I think you know, kids handle sewing machines really well. It's when they daydream that we have a problem. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, focus. Uh-huh. Okay, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna look at the ceiling, you're gonna have to stop what you're doing. But, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's been just really f- so fun because um, a lot of these kids I've had for years and years, so I've watched them grow up. And perfect. And then well, so that's what I was just gonna ask too: is how how long do some say stick around? How many years can years. some people be taught? Years, okay. as long as they can. I mean, I've had kids start at seven and then just finish up with me this past year at fifteen. So oh wow, okay. Um, and and then the girls that work for me all started with me. So, okay. Yeah. I like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Have you, have you ever taught adults or do you usually just do children? Well, in my studio, I haven't taught adults, but I do, um, I do teach, um, other sewing, um, techniques to, um, guilds. Oh, so right. I travel to teach, but not, not in my studio so much because I'm so busy. Um, well, I have been busy until COVID, um, yeah. teaching kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask, uh, which one's easier and or which do you prefer? <laughs> uh, I like them both for, for completely different reasons, but that's really because I teach two completely different things to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes well, it's perfect. nice to be around adults, you know? Yeah. And then uh, on the flip side of that, really fun to be around children too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, so you said a little while ago, if you're not teaching and sewing, you're making your version of a quilt. So what does that mean? Uh, well, I don't, I'm not really, um, I mean, I guess I'm a quilter. I guess you could say that, but I'm not really, um, I've never really been taught anything. And so I kind of just come up with things and cobble things together that work for me, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm really into, I'm I'm learning EQ8 at the moment and I'm finding yeah. that really liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also do a lot of kind of um just paper piecing stuff that I draw on freezer paper and um and then these other crazy like doodle quilts that I do um it's really just you know playing with textiles rather than any one thing you know yeah yeah so do you you'll put together a quilt top in whatever method you use but then will you also uh you know layer it and quilt it and finish it that way sometimes I mean a lot of the time I do yeah um, I just started working with Janome and um, yeah. I, they sent me this really fantastic machine. So I've been loving quilting everything myself. Yeah. Um, I'm not a curly quilter. <laughs> I really okay. like, okay. I'm a really straight line person, um, which is okay. weird because my designs are usually very, um, um, you know, circular and all of that. But I really love to quilt straight all the time but when something calls for something a little bit more curly I usually send them off I do have a um a long arm but it scares me it's in storage (laughs) 
it's it's in storage at the moment because we're getting ready to move. But yeah, that's okay. one of my goals is to get a little bit more confident. You need to that. like get in the mindset of one of the kids that you teach. I know because like, they're so free with what they yeah. do. Yeah. And I'm always like so hung up on it being, you know, right. Perfect. Or, or perfect yeah. or, you know, yeah. that nonsense. Well, and that, that can be hard too because since you are like a teacher, I think sometimes people assume that the teachers have to be perfect in order to teach the whoever they're teaching, you know. Yeah, it's true and I'm not an, I'm not a perfect – I don't like perfection. I mean, I I stress over that but like I also don't – I'm not into perfection too much and that's kind of what I've always taught the kids is that, you know, you're not going to enjoy the process if all you're doing is stressing over perfection. It's yeah. – so much nicer to just go with the flow and make something beautiful that you love and if it's not quite things don't quite match up it doesn't matter if you love it that yeah, can all come la- that can all come later you know yeah 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 um so do you kind of circling back to teaching the kids do you normally only I want to say only teach sewing skills because obviously you're sewing when you're quilting but are, is there anyone that has been sort of more interested in hey I want to learn to piece a quilt yes. versus make okay definitely yeah. Some kids hate it. They're like hate sewing or hate, they quilting? hate quilting. They're like, okay, no way am I making that. <laughs> I'm like, let's make a mini quilt, and they're like, yeah. no, no. Okay. Um, what if you said let's make a blanket and you didn't call it a quilt? No, <laughs> then they'd be like, no, oh, okay. no. They're Sorry, like, fine. oh, well, I. They'd like to make you know a hat or a, another bag or another pillow because they all like to make pillows. But I did have this one small group of kids that loved it. And I know um, just kind of watching their skills, I know that they'll all be become amazing adult quilters. Um, and they were really fun because anytime I do like a quilting camp or something, it was always the same kids that came and they were mm-hmm. really, really into it. And they loved the monotony of it. You know, it can be really yeah. monotonous, yeah. but they really loved that monotony and yeah. um, and just loved the process. But but yeah. I would tell you that's probably only like 10% of all the kids I taught really enjoyed quilting. A lot of the others just really loved making pillows and clothes and stuff that you can more readily bags. wear. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also interestingly, a lot of a lot of these kids just liked making things as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are like that in yeah. general. Like, oh, I just want to make something and I want to finish it today. Yeah. Um, so it's. But I think I, that's I think that's a great thing, even with kids, though, getting them so they can see, hey, I can make something cool and use it. And then the more they get into it, then maybe they'll be more into those longer time consuming yeah. projects. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, so that's how you teach. How did you very first get into sewing and quilting? And do you remember or have like a first memory of either your first project, your first time in front of a sewing machine? I do. Um, I think I think that really my very first time in front of a sewing machine, like for real, I mean, I wanted to learn when I was a kid. My grandmother was really amazing. She was an amazing sewer and she made like all the, the prom dresses and everything. But she never taught me. She taught my sisters how to sew, but she never taught me. I was a little bit of a rebel and a bit naughty. So she was probably like, I'm not teaching you, you naughty (laughs) child. Anyway, I never learned from her, unfortunately. But I do remember always, always trying to like DIY and like find a way, even though I didn't have any skills at all. And I remember my girlfriend 
I like my best friend from growing up and I, um, we bought this couch and we decided we were going to recover it. So mm-hmm. we borrowed someone's sewing machine. Anyway, it was hilarious. It was the worst <laughs> thing you've ever seen. But that was probably my first real sewing machine experience. Um, okay. But then um, I was working because um, um, I went to university to become an RN. Um, so I worked in nursing for many years in mental health and I, when I got pregnant with my son, um, I took, you know, I took maternity leave from my job in mental health and, um, and I started, um, I asked my mother-in-law to teach me how to make a couple of things for him because she was really great at sewing and I would staple felt together and say, Hey, can you show me how I could make this stapled together hat into a sewing thing? And so she showed me how to make it and I started making them for him and then people would ask me to make them for their children and so I'd do that and sort of as I was making more, I started selling them in shops and stuff. As I really got into it, I started to really just like love it and Mm -hmm. um, really teach myself how to do a lot of stuff Um, and that's kind of how I started this little children's label that was called um, Baby Olive after my son Oliver yeah. And I would just do like, you know, patch quilts, just, you know, squares and um, ba- like baby bloomers and baby hats. And um, that was really where, where it started. So probably 20 years ago. Yeah. And then my first real quilt was this like outrageously expensive quilt kit that I bought okay. with my mum and it was all um I don't know if you remember Kath Kidson fabric she's a um mm-hmm. she's a textile designer from the UK and it was all Kath Kidson fabric and um it was so it was really expensive for a student <laughs> and what, what was the pattern do you remember um I still have it it was kind of very I think it you would probably call it more like is a medallion quilt when you start from the middle and you work your way yeah. out. I think it was yeah. it's a medallion. Um, okay. I still have it. I still have yeah. it. I just never have had a quilt it. I still have the top. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask, do you still have the kit or like you have I the, still have the top. top. It's got a few little holes in it. So I have said one day I'm going to get it done and give it to my daughter for her 21st or something. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's kind of – I thought this quilting thing, I, I don't mind it. I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah. Good, good. See, and I'm back to your, you said, you know, some kids get into the monotony or the repetitiveness. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite parts, like chain piecing, just a bunch of squares or something. I find very relaxing. Like just. put on a good show. Yeah. See, I put a, yeah. on a good podcast and I can just go for hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I usually listen to music too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Perfect. Well, so now you design patterns and things too, don't you? I've done some patterns for some children's um, sewing patterns that I did with Latifa Sophia um, and her amazing company called Quilt Cadets. And um, she designs sewing patterns that are really, really easy for children to be able to follow themselves. And that's a big thing for me. I want to teach children to be able to, um, to pick up a project and, and just attack that project without the parents feeling like oh gosh I'm gonna have to step in here you know I yeah yeah, let's just say it's for her but I'm gonna have to do all the work that the kind (laughs) of idea is is if if a if a child can operate a sewing machine they can follow these instructions they're super simple so I designed um four sewing patterns 
um, for her, which are really great, super fun ones that we've made in class, really easy for kids to follow. And um, Mm -hmm. so I've got those going. And then um, I've got, I have some sewing books for children that are on the market. um, And then I have a new one coming out in November. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have that. Well, so tell us about those. What are what, and what's the new one coming out? The new one, I'm not sure if I'm. I'm sh- I can probably talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure I can. <laughs> okay, then just give us a couple little tidbits of it. Don't spoil anything and don't get in trouble. <laughs> well, let's just say it's like a magical, mythical okay. sewing yeah. book for kids and adults and and adults that like magical mythical things so this one is being published on it's with cnt publishing and my previous books were under their fun stitch imprint which is specifically for children and this one will be this one is not this is more of their um just kind of their regular imprint so um stash books i think is Mm-hmm. what it's with and it's just going to be a really fun just a fun sewing book with really fun bright you know quirky projects in it yeah and my yeah. other ones were um mm-hmm. was a series called we love to sew and that started many years ago there's we love to sew and then it was we love to sew bedrooms we love to sew gifts and then we love to craft christmas so they're my yeah, other books okay. that i have Um, so yeah, I've been working on that and then I'm kind of working on designing some sewing patterns, but I'm really bad at it (laughs) because I'm really kind of pattern. Well, uh... I'm really good. I'm really good at making, I can make the stuff, but I just don't like, I don't really, I'm not experienced in sort of writing patterns. So what I need to do is have all my templates and then ask someone if they could help me write it. That's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have, there's a log cabin um, quilt that's on my Instagram that's in my new upcoming fabric collections that are coming out with Wyndham this mm-hmm. November. Um, so I'm going to have something um, as, as kind of a pattern slash guide and kit of fabric and um, available when that comes out. So I'm working on that this summer. Um, and then I'm I'm kind of working on another like crazy pattern that I have on my design wall right now. I'm working out how I'm going to make that a pattern. Um, but yeah, so I've got quite a few things going on all at the same time, I guess. Perfect. Yeah. So when you sit down to, to start making a pattern, are you just like sketching it out, pencil and paper? That's how you're designing? Yeah, usually. And I mean, for me right now, I'm really, really kind of my obsession is with, um, antique quilts. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I kind of, look everywhere for things that really inspire me and my, you know, this idea of making a more modern version of, of a vintage pattern. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. I don't, I don't like to work from existing patterns so much. I'd rather look at it and then kind of draft my own version of it. Yeah. Um, and try and work that out. And that's, what's been really fun about EQ8 because it's given me a little bit of freedom to sort of play around with that. And then, yeah, you know, paper piecing is so fun and sort of drawing out your own stuff on freezer paper is really fun too. That's kind of my inspiration right now. So I'm I'm working on that, but then I also do these completely improved um, raw edge applique um, doodle quilt things that I'm doing that are more sort of art quilts. Um, mm-hmm. I do that sort of on the side. Perfect. Yeah. So I... I love raw edge applique. My what what stitch do you use to? I use a um I use a zigzag stitch. 
it's like a three-step zigzag stitch. Yeah. yeah. And I've tried all of the others, but um, I really like because it, the, the stuff I do is so big and the joins between the colours, I like them to look more seamless. So that using that stitch with I love the Aurofil monofilament thread, mm-hmm. using that stitch I find it doesn't cause um, too much like agitation to the edges of the fabric because I don't like to get too much fray so I've tried all all of them and that's what I really really like because once I've quilted the piece it that almost becomes completely invisible that stitch yeah yeah, yeah. see and I'm, I I love the blanket stitch that's I, I love the look of the little bites in mm-hmm. and then not being able to see it around the outside edge but and then uh do you use any kind of fusible at all to hold things down first or I do I use um I use heat and bond light yeah. I've tried all the others and this is the one that works the best for me and my machine it's really easy to work with it's easy to peel off mm-hmm. um and it doesn't gum up my sewing machine yeah. and it still stays kind of flexible you know yeah even though I like the quilts the quilts are pretty stiff until I quilt them then they kind of soften up a bit. Um, so I, yeah. I, I don't like it to be like a stiff board. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I do I do a lot of that. I buy usually buy Fusible Web by the bolt yeah, because I, I need some. Perfect. So I'm not the only one. I love it. No, I, of course I buy it by the bolt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, so talk a little bit about your fabrics. So what um, are some of the designs or lines that you've done in the past? And if you're allowed to tell us, yeah. Uh, what's coming out? Yes, of course. In the future. Okay. Um, so I have, so I have, how many? I've, I've done three collections with Wyndham. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was a few years ago and that's called Maribel. Um, and then after that, I did Daisy Chain, which, it, which I loved and is still quite popular now. I see it popping up quite a lot. Okay. Um, and then, um, last year I did a collection called Penelope. Everything is super vintagey floral. That's just what I like. It's I kind of gravitate towards a vintage floral just because I, I grew up surrounded by vintage floral fabrics yeah. um, that I hated at the time, but clearly I must have really deep down loved them. Yeah. Um, so the newest collection that comes out in November is called Posy and it's really my favourite one um, of all of them. And I, I think it's 18, 18 maybe. Really fun, super saturated um, vintage florals. And then it all coordinates with um, another collection that I've done with Heather Ross with Wyndham. Um, and it's called Ruby and Bee. It's named after our daughters. Ruby and Bee Forever what Uh it's called and it's 37 uh, solid colors so we got together and decided that we really needed solids in our lives and I work mainly in solids primarily and so we really sat down and we spent like a few days together up um, at her studio in New York and sort of brainstormed over of all these colors that we wish there were, but that we'd never been able to find, like that perfect shade of, you know, that perfect shade of purpley pink or that perfect shade of mandarin orange or something like that. And yeah. that's kind of how we came up with the collection. And then sort of on the other side of it that was great is that the collection coordinates really beautifully with Posy and then it perfectly coordinates with Heather's upcoming collection 
uh, which is called Malibu. And so all of it is being released in November. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. How do you guys, it's all done on a computer in terms of actually p- picking your colors and putting the colors together and putting together whatever so printed design. So, so for our solids collection, Heather is really great at um, technology. That's where I'm lacking. <laughs> so okay. I, t- I turned up with like all, with my big bag full of like, scraps of vintage fabric and um, a piece of yarn that's the perfect color and I you know I turned up with all my sort of color inspiration um, Uh of things like oh I wish there was a fabric in this color and I wish there was that color and so she's like a magician and she was able to sort of we would put these colors together and then print it and print and print and print until we got the shade that was right um, yeah, so sure. we worked really well together that way and then for like the fabrics that I do um, I'm really inspired by like an old scrap of, you know, vintage wallpaper or um, or a little tiny square out of like a 1920s quilt. Uh, that's really what I'm inspired by. And then I tend to draw them, trace them and draw them into Photoshop. I actually learned how to do that from Heather. Okay. And um, and then sort of go from there. That's usually how I do it. Perfect. Yeah. How do you decide how many fabrics are going to be in a collection and like what the ratio to print or solid or what all goes into it? Um, I usually do. I mean, in the end, the fabric company is going to go through and sort of pick out what they think are, you know, the best of the grouping. So there may, you know, there may be three or four prints that don't make the cut. Or more gotcha. even. Yeah. Um, but it's usually like two, like one real main fabric, you know, one real yep. attention grabber, one or two. And then, you know, a few sort of big, you know, bigger florals, not as big as the main one. And then some like fun little blenders that go in there as well. Just like a smaller print that work together. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, so when you're not, say, designing fabric or writing books or patterns or teaching somebody what are you doing what is like your you're going to sew or you're going to quilt for yourself um what am I or doing is there no <laughs> yeah no there is there is nothing else it's um you know it's kind of my and especially at the moment with with the crazy times that we're living in um mm-hmm. this is like my it's my work, but it's also what I do. It's like my therapy and my work at the same time. So if I'm, you know, working on a commission for somebody, I'm usually also trying to work out some design or even if I have no, nowhere for that quilt to go, it just just doing it and working on it and being surrounded by colour is is kind of everything, <laughs> really. Yeah. I- I'm going to say 90% of the time, I don't know where that quilt is going or who's going to yeah. get it when I'm making it, but I still want to make it. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to have them in a stack so that I can look at them occasionally and like my yeah. babies, like, oh, I love right. that one and I love this one. And Because um, people do say, what do you do with all these things that you finish? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, what do you well, do with them? good point. Nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've started doing a few of the um, doodle quilts like as commission stuff. I don't yeah. think I'm going to stick with that. I don't think I'm going to stick with doing commissions. I find that kind of hard, kind of, you know, like difficult doing it that way, but I'm definitely going to um, start selling completed work. Yeah. Um, 
so that I can continue just making stuff all the time. Got to find a way to, you know, make it. <laughs> to make some space make, so you don't need Make it. some space, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. have an income, something there like you go that. Too. Yeah. Okay. And I, I do that too. I, I go in spurts where I, I, I mean, I'll have stacks, like 10, 12, 15 quilts. And then we just recently moved too. And I kind of just was like, hey, if you want to come get a quilt, <laughs> come get a quilt before I leave. So I gift a lot of them as well. Yeah, but, that's smart. That's yeah, smart. Yeah. Well, so sort of uh, to come full circle, we started talking about you know teaching and you teaching children. But just to anybody listening that maybe is thinking about getting into quilting, or maybe they quilt now and they'd like to try more sewing uh, or just something in the quilting process. Sort of, what is your inspiration or a good tip to give someone just getting into sewing or quilting? Interesting question. <laughs> um... Or a favorite one that you have heard throughout your years of of learning as well. Gosh, I would probably say don't go don't go and try and attack like the most complicated pattern that you've ever seen in your life because you think it's the most beautiful thing ever because right. you'll get so frustrated that you may never go back to it. Like mm-hmm. start off small, just start off simple. The internet's amazing. There's a lot of incredible quilters out there that are writing really amazing patterns that are so simple for everybody to be able to follow and like now is the time. Now is the time to develop a new skill. And I think I you just got to be patient with yourself and be okay if, if it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Be okay with it. I'm okay with it. I figure, oh, no one's going to see that. <laughs> That's well, okay. It, I mean, if something's not perfect in the piecing, cover it up with the quilting. You know, like you can work right. around some things and, and make it still look good. The reality is that very few of us are going to be, you know, entering our quilts into like huge competitions where they're going to be, you know, checking all our corners. Right. I quilt. I don't quilt for that reason. I don't make things for that reason. I make it because I love it and it just, and colour just makes me really happy. I have such a physical reaction to it Mm -hmm. and um, I do it for the love of it. And also, you know, for the happiness it can bring someone else when you give them an amazing gift. And that person that you give it to is not going to care if your seams are lined up or not. No, and if they do, then they don't get another quilt. Yeah, never again. (laughs) That was the last quilt. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much for Um, for chatting with me and and talking about – Yeah, of course. Um, And I hope anyone listening, you know, is – uh, who have maybe been thinking about either learning themselves or getting their kids or some other kids in the family into sewing. I hope they do that. Like you said, now is the time to to do that for sure. Yep. So absolutely. Okay.